This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. First of all, let me just say this. I feel bad for the Ranger fans right now. Gordon, this is as bad a loss as you can have. You got a 3-1 lead in your building third period and you get give up three goals and you don't answer that that's not good that three goals on eight shots i mean the islanders were efficient tonight and that was a game where it felt like and again i always preface it by saying i'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world it felt like at 3-1 the rangers really had the opportunities to kind of be up four or five it really kind of felt like they were blowing things open yeah even while it was only 3-1 and uh, some missed opportunities early cost them late yeah it did it did so hopefully they'll bounce back and, uh, you know, but, but I tell you, listening to LeGrec in that postgame, he he just laid it out. They're not playing well. It's early. They're not getting the goaltending they were that they got last year. Shesterkin's off to a slow start, Gordon. He's not making the same. He's not bailing them out the way he did last year. And so they have to do a better job in front of him until he gets on his game. It's very simple. That's yeah, what, it's a long it season, but, you know, you, you don't like to let these things fester. And if you're an Islander fan, you're ecstatic. There's two oh, back-to-back nights. Good. <laughs> you know, you, you're down 3-1. Going into the fourth, and you come out with points. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You're you're rolling. You are very happy. Yeah. Very, now, very what happy. is it? Seven of eight. They've won now, so yeah. they are hot. And we can't not give props to Harvey's New Jersey Devils, who are playing much better than they've played in a while. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're rolling, aren't they, Harvey? Right. If you say so. I mean, uh, what would they? Did they win tonight? Yes, they did. Oh, look at that. Who were they playing? Calgary. Oh, look at, of course, the big Devils-Flames matchup. That's it. That's it. Look at Harvey over there smiling. He's just so happy. This is good. You know, Gordon, this has been a good good month for Harvey. He's got, he's got his Devils. He's got his Giants are rolling. He's, 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 yeah, he's you can't good. beat that, right? No, he's good. Gordon, I got to tell you, um, the AFC East might be, and I texted this to you earlier, this might be as good as it's been in a long time. It's been so one-sided, obviously, with the Brady years. Uh, but right now, with the Jets and the Dolphins, the two teams to beat the Bills, both in their division, and now you're not sure what's going on with Josh Allen. This this is a very let's say let's put it this way, Gordon. This ain't the NFC South. <laughs> no, and and maybe it's what we thought the AFC West was going to be, right? I mean, the yeah. off season we were all talking, ah, oh, who's going to win the AFC West? Is it going to be the Chargers? How about the Raiders? To the Chiefs, are they still the team to beat? You know, who all four teams might be able to find their way into the playoffs because that's such a deep division and it's so good and blah, blah, blah. I mean, maybe it's the AFC East that's going to get four teams into the playoffs because right now uh, I know that the Patriots are a game behind the Dolphins or, yeah, a game behind the Dolphins and the Jets who are both a half a game behind the Bills. Uh, but, I mean, it seems like right now all four teams are pointing in that direction and I have more confidence in the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots than I do in the Chargers, mm-hmm. and certainly more than the Broncos and Raiders. The Broncos and Raiders, I feel confident, are not going to be in the playoffs this year. It's just a question of just how many teams in the AFC East are going to be making the playoffs this year. What has happened to Derek Carr out there? He looked, he doesn't look good, Gordon. They can't score. No. And I believe that they have an out of that contract after this year if they want mm-hmm. it. I'm not positive about that, but uh, – you know, they have talent. They have ability to score some points. 
But And that was a game on Sunday against the Jaguars where they're up early, and that was one of the games I was thinking about taking because mm-hmm. I got burned on the Raiders a week ago, and I'm thinking to myself, do I go back to that well? Maybe I lay off that well. And then, of course, the Raiders jump out. I think it was 14 nothing. might have been 20 to nothing at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm kicking myself. Ah, oh, I should have taken the Raiders. Why didn't I take the Raiders? Of course the Raiders are going to – that always happens when I don't take them. And then, you know, I'm watching the Jets, I'm watching my Dolphins, I'm watching this, I'm watching that. I kind of forgot about the Raiders and Jaguars game. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's a game. Yeah. And then the Raiders are losing. So the Raiders, what a disastrous season it has been for them. 0-5 on the road, 2-6 and overall. And as bad as the Broncos have been, the Raiders are actually worse. Yeah. So it's been a brutal season for them. they got a lot of, and a lot of questions about that coach out there as well. Oh, no question about it. <laughs> One coach has already lost his job after yeah. a tough week. It, it feels like there could be a lot of turnover this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Because it's a weird year. It has it's been a, a weird very strange year. year. It really is. Jeff Saturday is the new head coach of the Colts. That, I mean, what a <laughs> mess of a – I mean, that press conference, that was the most entertaining press conference since Joe Judge was still with the Giants. <laughs> Remember when he was talking about, yeah. you know, I have players who are willing to take less to come here. We have former players calling us all the time, wishing they could come back. <laughs> who are they? Who are these players? Name me one guy who would be willing to take less to come. Or when he was talking about, you know, I, I see a lot of good things on tape. They're scoring like six points a week. I see a lot of good things on tape. We're really close. Close to what? Well, I'll say this. Jeff Saturday was very honest about his his ability to coach an NFL team. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> he was. You he know what's was. crazy, though? Like, you watch that 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 press conference with Jim Ursay, and, and this guy's a billionaire. I know. He's got a billion-dollar organization. That's right. And it's it seems like he's completely lost, and they have not recovered. It. <laughs> they have not recovered from the Andrew Luck retirement. They have not. And not, it feels like this year they're going to bottom out from that retirement. You need a quarterback in this league, Gordon. You need a quarterback. You really, a quarterback and a really good defense will take you a really long way. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Sam Erlinger, who uh, got the start on Sunday against mm-hmm. the Patriots. Oh, my God, Larry. <laughs> oh, I, 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 look, all due respect, he's a young kid. He's, he's coming in to a very difficult spot on the road against the Patriots, against Bill Belichick. He looked like he had never played football before. I mean, he was, you know, you're watching him, you're thinking to yourself, throw, just throw the ball away, throw the ball away, throw the – and he's not throwing the ball away and taking bad sacks. And, woof, that was a rough performance for the Colts' offense where it felt like every time you looked up, it was third and 13. Yeah, and, and a young kid playing against Belichick. <laughs> on the so road. You know, on the yeah, road. Yeah, on the road. <laughs> that Good was luck. not – Good luck. Yeah. What happened – you know what, listen, and, and – they did not take advantage of that offensive line. The Colts didn't. I mean, the Jets did everything they could. They gave them all the offensive line to trade up to get Sam Darnold, and that line was pretty good for a couple of years. And then it just it just it became a sieve, and then yeah. Luck got hurt, and they haven't recovered. Yeah, they, they could recovered. they could not run the ball, and uh, Erlinger was uh, fifteen of twenty nine for hundred and three yards. He he hit twenty nine opportunities, and he threw the ball for hundred and three yards. That's a that was a rough that was a rough day. I did watch that one. I I bailed on the Patriot game. Uh, excuse me, p- bailed on the Raider game because mm-hmm. I didn't pick that one. I did pick the Patriot game, and that one was one I was focused in on. I, I nailed that one. Well, I can't wait to hear what you thought about the uh, Sunday night game with uh, your your former quarterback sitting on the bench chilling out. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Willis having to come in and play. And you talk about not being able to throw the football. They put him in a really bad position, Gordon. Really yeah, bad. I mean, he looked great as quarterback when he's handing the ball off every two seconds. And, and, or running uh, for his life. Yeah, running for his life as well because he's got some speed on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you knew was going to kind of be a project throwing the ball coming into the league a little bit. Um, and he's a rookie. He's not really gotten all the snaps as, as you, you, know, you would expect. He's, he's gonna be, it's going to take him a little while before he's kind of up to speed to run the offense. And mm-hmm. uh, it was certainly a rough performance. And, you know, like you could see it coming, right? At first yeah. it, seemed, it seemed okay because they were running the ball effectively. But then when the Chiefs were able to take that away and kind of focus on them and, and making them one-dimensional, they, you knew that they really didn't want to throw the, the, the football all that much. And uh, it did come back to bite them. It really did. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I just talking talking about stuff over the weekend that happened. We'll talk some next. We'll bring you in the conversation as well. We have a lot of folks. And Now, before we go to break, Gordon, I'll just say this. Xavier McKinney is the example that Robert Sala gave to all his players before they left on the bye week. <laughs> don't mess up and don't make any mistakes. And don't ride any ATVs while you're off this week. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, right? I mean, Giants have dealt with some injuries already, but that's not the way you want to come out of the bye, right? You you, you feel nope. good about where you're at going into the bye, and then to have some some news like that, uh, even though it's a freak injury, uh, you know, to have him missing what it seems like at least a month, maybe more than that, mm-hmm. uh, that's a big loss, no no question about it. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's start out with Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's happening? Larry, would you mind shitting this one out while Gordon and I talk about the New Jersey Devils? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> It'll be a short <laughs> phone call for Spike for sure. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Remember message units? used to count the message units. You're probably too young, Gordon, but you used, used to bill you on the phone bill by message units, but you never could figure out what a message unit was. Listen, uh, I'll be real quick because uh, I just got to go over the Nick game because you, sure. you weren't on this. I couldn't figure it out. But you, did you get on or not? No, no, no. We were not. No. Okay. Not with the nine we were not scheduled start. to be on last night. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's tricky, especially the 9-15 start. I understood they did that because they uh, everyone played last night so they could be off tonight, which I thought was, was nice. Nice gesture. So anyway, you know, it, it's real simple, Larry, and, and I sent you the message today. If you guard the three-point line and you make your threes, it's tough to lose. It really mm-hmm. is tough to lose. But uh, in the first 10 games or so, uh, I think I'm most surprised with Utah. I mean, God, you know, you, <laughs> I'd be hard-pressed to name five starters. But, uh, you know, it's just the beginning of the season and things will adjust. Cleveland certainly will be getting the best out of Donovan Mitchell. And uh, but the Knicks, you know, I, I'm you know I usually have a, a fairly decent opinion, but I'm flummoxed that uh, my buddy says the same thing to me. A uh, guy went to CCNY, Gordon. He says he's not clamoring, Gordon too. Why is McBride sitting on the bench? I asked Trey yesterday, and I just can't figure it out. They don't have another guy, same as last year, who could bring the ball up. And the teams are going to school on Brunson. I mean, he's a good player. He's really mm-hmm. good and sees the floor. But mm-hmm. if they trap him, who's he throw the ball to? Julius Randle. <laughs> you, know, you know, Buddha said today, Buddha, Buddha post today, 
even he plays a good game, he's tough to watch, and that's the truth. But I'm yeah. giving him credit. He's playing well. He he's really playing is playing well. Playing much yeah, better than I mean, last year. Yeah, he's playing well, but there's something about when he gets the ball off of a make, off of a miss, I could understand. You know, it's transitional. And he, he's more uh, more relaxed to pass the ball, but uh, they, they go into the same bad habits again. Yeah. They picked it up yesterday. I want to see it again. I'm from Missouri against the Nets, who lost a tough one last year. Did you see did. Durant miss that free throw? Yeah, yeah. You see his facial expression? Yeah, he Man, he made 62 <laughs> in a row. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll leave you with this, boys. I just wanted to say hello because I couldn't talk to you last night. I'm sticking with the Knicks as a 500 team until I see something improved. And I just don't know why. And our common friend Bill says the same thing to me all the time, Larry. He says, Tibbs, Tibbs is stubborn. He's stubborn. Yeah, you got to get the ball to you play, Larry. you got to have a guy to pass the ball to when you're trapped. Julius Randle's a good laugh, but he ain't the guy. So, anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. So, listen, have a good show. I'll be listening, boys. All right, Spike, thanks for the phone call. And we will follow the Knicks and Nets tomorrow night here on 98.7 ESPN. And it is going to be interesting, Gordon. I'm, I'm very curious when we get a chance to talk more Knicks tomorrow night because they made a very subtle change in this starting lineup by starting Cam Reddish and putting Evan Fournier on the bench because, obviously, much like me, I got tired of seeing his last name. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, that that should be his role. I, I mean, I know they're not paying him that, that to be his role. Uh, when you're paying him what you're paying him, there's the the feeling that he should be a bigger part of the team, more of a part of the offense, all those type of things. But when his defense is such a glaring issue, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. So, and it feels like they, you know, the Knicks have. See, it feels like they're still kind of figuring things out. Mm-hmm, they are. Uh, and whether or not they ever figure things out uh, this year, well, I mean, kind of remains to be seen. But at least right now, it definitely feels like, you know, with the mix of players that they have, they're trying to figure things out on the fly. Yeah, I, I would like to – I just think they need to – maybe what Spike was talking about with the traps, I think maybe R.J. Barrett. You know, they, they push the basketball so much, they forget, like, when you're trapped, somebody's got to stay back. Mm-hmm. And maybe like R.J. Barrett would be a guy that could stay back and, and you know, help make sure that, uh, you know, Brunson gets the ball across. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to Felix in the Bronx. What's up, Felix? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good evening. Um, I want to talk about my Jets. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. We got a good defense. We got a great running game. And, uh, you know, if the quarterback takes care of the ball, I think we should be okay. I think we should be able to make the playoffs. And I also wanted to talk about the Green Bay Packers. I, uh, to be honest with you, I've been watching their games. I think Aaron Rodgers looks old. <laughs> I think it's really time. Father time is catching on to him. He had a lot of open guys, and he's just shorting the ball. And he's not getting to them. I, I think everything that's happening in Green Bay is part of his fault too. You know, he he just can't say we figured it out. He's getting old. Well, I mean, maybe he got old very quickly, but it's amazing taking Devontae Adams away from that offense. Um, it seemed like it sped up the Thanks, aging Felix. process. Yeah, it did. Know? It did. He uh, took away his number one weapon, and but he just hasn't played well either, Gordon. I no, mean, he has you, not. You absolutely picks some of, in the first half. Yeah, like, I mean, some of those doing? picks on Sunday against the Lions. I mean, that was the get-right spot, right? Yep. After losing all the games they've lost in a row, the season that they're having, I think the Packers will end up now with a top-five pick this year. Yeah, uh, if you can't beat the Lions with the way that Rodgers has beaten the Lions in his career, uh, and the Lions are not a very good team, 
Mm-mm. I mean, they're a bad team. They lost to a, and their and their defense is terrible. It's yeah. it's all time bad. So offense is pretty good. Yeah, they're out. They can put up some points, but their defense is just so bad that yeah. um, you know they don't win a lot of games. And I don't think they're coached all that well either. So yeah, uh, yeah I think that the Packers are clearly shot for this year. And I just wonder. Is Rodgers going to be done after this year, or is he going to be now looking to go someplace else where he'll be surrounded by more talent, you know, like a a Tom Brady-type situation? If I'm Jimmy G, I'd be really concerned. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, I mean, it out that way. Yeah, I, I look and and uh, you watch Rodgers, and I can definitely you could definitely make the argument that he's kind of washed. Mm-hmm. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. He's one year removed from an MVP. Is he that washed that quickly? But you know what? It's it, it's really true what Lagreca says, and we said the same thing about Brady. Eventually, they're not going to be good anymore. You know, we keep waiting for him and waiting for. He's right. We keep waiting for him and the, well, this is how we what we know what he's done in the past. And listen, I, I get it. Tom Brady still came up with another miracle finish on Sunday. I got it. But you know what, Gordon? He's he hasn't been that good. And Rodgers no, he hasn't has been that good. No, he has not. He's been bad. And 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 it's it's not just that he doesn't have players around him. He has been. I mean, the picks that he threw, especially on this uh, the one against the Lions, were terrible. Awful. Um, but I do think you got to keep in mind, you know, Brady, Brady's forty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is thirty eight. That's I think you know that's it's a, a pretty difference. significant difference. It is. It is. But you know, maybe Rodgers is still thinking maybe about maybe the, yeah maybe you know, his thirty eight is is Brady's forty five. You might be right. Could be. You know, I didn't think so until this past week, but this past week you'd have to be lying to you, you got to be lying to yourself to not see that that Rogers is is part of the problem right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's something wrong. I mean, Gordon, he he looked like uh, you know a a a a young local quarterback a week ago. This week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might have looked even worse. At, le- yeah. at least the young local quarterback threw for 300 and something yards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's hard to see a Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, that's pretty much what most young players will tell you, especially at the quarterback position. I think the other thing that really surprises them is not just the speed of the game, but the speed of defensive players. <laughs> you know, like these these linemen get up and they get up and down the field pretty well. Yeah, they get after you pretty quickly too, right? I mean, those windows yep. close pretty fast. And uh, at least for this past week, the, uh, the game slowed down for Zach enough so that uh, he did not make the critical mistake. And that's the game plan, right? Yes. So there's some teams that can win in a variety of ways. The Jets are not one of those teams. You know the way they can win. And that was the way that they are going to be. If they can win, if they can win that way against the Bills, well, then they don't have to come up with a bunch of ways to win games. Just keep playing that way. Where you know that you're relying on the run game. You know you're relying on your defense. You're going to get after the other team's quarterback. And then almost last but not least, have your quarterback make a play here or there and not be relying on him, even if you fall down early on in the game, right? Even if you're down by a touchdown early on, don't get off script. Don't get off the game plan of running the ball. And when need be, have your quarterback make a play or two here or there, and you can still come back in games you can still win games and when the game was there on Sunday what did the Jets do they ran the ball right down the Bills throat I mean I got to tell you Gordon I was surprised how what because if you're Buffalo you had to know that's what they were going to do 
All right, they were going yeah. to run the football. I, you had I, to know. Look, I mean, that's that's the beauty of being able to run the ball effectively is that the other team knows what's coming and cannot stop it. And they were not able to stop it. And um, that's, I mean, one of the big things that the Jets have gotten wrong, the coaching staff has gotten wrong at times this year is that they just get so pass-heavy. And after the fact, they realize it. But that doesn't really help you much after the fact. you got to realize <laughs> it in the moment. That's right. And, You're right. And hopefully they've figured that out now, and now they know for sure 100% of the time this is the way we're going to win games. And if it requires our quarterback to throw the ball 40 times, we ain't winning anyway. No. Mm-mm. Nope. You, you're not Patrick Mahomes. What do you thought? 65 times? <laughs> 70 yeah, they're, times. The, they're the direct opposite. They can't run the ball at all. At least they couldn't uh, Sunday night against the Titans. So yeah, they can throw it, though. They can throw it. There's no question about it. They can throw it. They can wing it around. But that was, listen, the defense won that game for the Jets. And oh, absolutely. Their ability just to look, but I mean, and we get to the calls in a second. Gordon, when you look at the high-power offense that Buffalo has, and for the Jets to hold Stephon Diggs to no catches in the second half, well, he had one catch that was taken away for a penalty. For him to have no catches in the second half, I mean, that, that's good defense because he always is open. He's like, uh, you know, that guy in Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is he's about as automatic as you can get. And uh, the Jets were able to take him away. He was he was a big factor early on. Not so much, obviously, after halftime. And the Bills, they kind of find themselves in these spots once in a while where they sleepwalk a little bit and they take the they don't put the pedal to the metal as much as they should. I thought that they were beyond that habit this year because it Mm -hmm. seems like when they got teams down, they kept teams down. But they kind of float a little bit in these games, and they have to realize that they're not good enough to be able to float in these games. So uh, you take a look at uh, the way that the Jets were able to kind of put it to them uh, in the second half of that game where it was running the ball effectively, hitting some passes here or there to either Garrett Wilson or or the tight ends. Mims had a catch as well. So um, that's the way the Jets have to play, and, and, and it has to start with that defense. That's the key, right? Yeah. Getting after the quarterback, and when he makes a mistake, and, and Josh Allen made two of them, they picking him off. Uh, that, was, that was a big swing in that game as well. Definitely was. 1-800-919-3776. Also, Gordon, want to talk to you about your, your Dolphins. They had, a, they had an interesting battle with uh, Chicago. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk to – this is a very angry man. So let me let – me, <clears> yes. <throat> Robbie, I want you to breathe – Breathe. Okay, you're on the air. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Is it okay to be a really ticked-off Ranger fan tonight? You know, not only is this a chance for the Rangers to beat the Islanders, but this is back-to-back games which the Islanders played last night and which the Detroit Red Wings played the night before, and it's just two nights in a row where the Rangers have blown two goal leads. It, it comes down to the fact that last year, guys, Igor Shosturkin stood on his head, especially for the first 20 games. And you can see now, especially with Ryan Lindgren out, um, the defensive problems that the Rangers have. They mismanage the puck. They don't forecheck. I mean, the whole third period, now I know the Islanders only got eight shots, but if you look at territorial edge, the, the Rangers sit back. They had, don't, they, the problem is, guys, for me, is they have too many of the same type of player. Too many Cockles and Lafreniere's and Zabatijads and Panarin's. There's too much finesse players. The, the Islanders simplify their game. If the Rangers could only find some players, I, I beg Chris Drury, it's time to go make a deal and get some guys that skate up and down, play below the goal line. 
it's inexcusable. 14 seconds into the period, and you give up a goal? Let's be honest, guys. Igor's been pedestrian, Larry. He really has. And taking nothing away from the Islanders, because the Islanders played a really solid third period, even though they only got eight shots on goal. It's, it's the mistakes that the Rangers make, mismanaging the puck. And I'm sorry, there's just not enough talent on the bottom six of this roster. Jimmy VC is not a great player. Sammy Blay doesn't have a lot of skill. You know, they really don't have a good bottom six. So they rely so much on Zibanejad and Panier and, and Kreider. And they need another scoring winger. Lafreniere does nothing. I know he's a second-year player, but they're still a very young team. But Keandre Miller, for a man of his size, can he push somebody out of the way, please? Can we get this guy an S course or something? Guys, honestly, I just don't. It, it's aggravating more than it's the Islanders. And I, and I don't, you don't win Stanley Cups in November, okay? I understand that. But this team right now is in big trouble because the third period, Larry, they won three games at home this season. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just get your thoughts. But, I mean, like I said, taking nothing away from the hours. The bottom line is Igor Sesterkin has been pedestrian this season. Anyway, guys, thanks for the time. And Hi, look for the Giants. All right. All, All right, right, Robbie. Thanks, thanks for the phone call. Glad we could uh, let you vent. That's what we're here for. You know, Gordon, we, Gordon and I have mm-hmm. our – we don't always talk about it, but we have our white jackets in the couch here. Yep. We understand for tough losses like like the one you had tonight, which was a three goal three one lead going into the third period. And listen, uh, Kenny Albert said it, Maloney said it, Lagreca said it. That the early third period coming in, and you give up a goal like that, fourteen seconds in, that, that changed the whole game right there, Gordon. It did. It really did. So, um, you know, you just learn from this one, and hopefully they they get it together. But Shesterkin has not had the good start that he had last year. And, you know, hopefully, like we always say, it's early. Hopefully he'll, he'll you know, get on his high horse and get rolling. Yeah, uh, you would think a great player will eventually find it at some point. And uh, he was a great player last year, so no reason why he can't uh, get back to that this year. Yeah, there's no question about it. Let's hear more from Zach Wilson. As I mentioned, he was on with DPHO and Rothenberg this morning. And uh, he was asked about if he was surprised at how well this team is performing right now. It's tough to say. I think we're excited with where we are. Um, at the same time, you know, I feel like because of the mindset that we've had as a team of just taking it one game at a time and just focusing on, you know, one play at a time, that it's kind of just taking care of itself. You know, now we're sitting here like, you know what, wow, we've got our record because of the, the mindset that we've had. Next, he was also asked, Gordon, do you have to focus on making the simple play? I don't really feel like I have to focus on it. I feel like I, you know, I look back at those ones in the Patriots game. You know, maybe my first year I did. But those ones were, in my opinion, so controllable, such boneheaded ones of, of you don't even think about it, just throw it away. There's nothing there. Or the second one of just making sure you throw the ball out of bounds uh, and not missing inside. You know, so for me, those are so controllable. I don't really feel like it's something I really need to put a, a big thought into. I just needed to make sure I was more detailed on it the next week and just making sure I, I don't have those dumb plays. And, you know, I felt like this, this next week was just making sure I'm decisive. And I think the, the turnover stuff kind of takes care, care of itself. I will say this, Gordon, this, the thing for me this week was, first of all, I, obviously very few people expected the Jets to beat Buffalo. I clearly was one of those who did not expect him to beat Buffalo. But for me, it was about how was he going to bounce back? How do you deal with adversity with a young player? How do you how do you respond to the criticism? Because everybody was on his case this week. Uh, and Gordon, for me, even though they didn't ask him to do a lot, but he was pretty efficient with what he did. He didn't run backwards this time, no. which was very good, which was very promising. So I think the biggest takeaway for me, other than the win, okay, the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that 
He learned something, Gordon. He didn't repeat the same mistake. And I think if you're a Jet fan, if you're a coach, that's the best part of it, that he didn't repeat the same mistakes that you've been drilling in his head for over a year. Yeah, I mean, he was efficient. He, you didn't ask him to do much, but what you asked him to do, he did. Uh, and uh, you were able to get a win that way. And again, if you can beat the Bills that way, you should be able to beat just about any team in the NFL that way if you do it effectively enough. And, uh, you know, there's going to be opportunities here moving forward. You know, you get the bye week, you get the Patriots right after that, a chance of revenge. You don't want to go seven straight years in a row <laughs> losing to the Patriots, so you got your chance there. I will say, Jet fans, they got to crack you up. They beat the Bills, fantastic win, and it's a reason to get excited. But, you know, they make it out like, well, you know, you can't doubt us now. You guys were doubting yourselves. A week ago, you wanted the quarterback bench. Now you're all, oh, look at Zach Wilson. Look at what he can do. It's amazing. It is, but it's the Jet fan. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.